0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Hebrews with this message entitled, Living the Resurrection Life. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we thank you for The way of salvation revealed to us in history in the person of Jesus Christ and recorded for our understanding and faith in your holy scriptures. That if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. This tells us there is no salvation outside of Jesus Christ. And outside of our faith that God raised him from the dead. Lord, we pray that you perform miracles this morning in our midst. Save those who are not saved. Those who are in mortal danger. Those who are outside of Jesus Christ. Those who are without hope, oh God, save them. Hallelujah. Save those who are slaves to sin, O Lord, make them children of Heavenly Father. That they may love you and serve you with all delight. All the days of their lives with the resurrection power. We are going to speak about resurrection and the resurrection life. Resurrection of Jesus Christ and the resurrection life. God's eternal son, for our sakes, became man. He lived in history a perfect life. He never sinned. Yet on Good Friday, he was crucified for the false charge of blasphemy. Crucified by sinful people. He died, he was buried, And on the third day, as he predicted, he was raised by the Father. He is the only one who was so raised in the history of the universe. His was not a resuscitation. His was a resurrection. Jesus Christ is risen today. He has conquered death and hell and Satan for our salvation. All four Gospels speak of his death and resurrection. And I say to you, if you are not biased, I say to you that this historical record is true. Jesus Christ himself predicted his own death and resurrection. Mark 8, Mark 9, and Mark 10, and John chapter 2, Mary Magdalene saw and heard the risen Christ. Let me argue if someone were to write a false resurrection story as true he would not have put words into the mouth of Mary Magdalene for no court of law accepted a woman's testimony particularly the testimony of a woman like Mary Magdalene with a Sinful past. In fact she did not in the least expect to see a risen Christ. She was confused and perplexed when she saw the risen Jesus. Therefore I say what is reported is true. It has the ring of truth as predicted Jesus rose from the dead on the third day according to the scriptures and we are told that he appeared to many in different times he was with the apostles forty days even the doubting Thomas stopped doubting but confessed my Lord and my God and we are told once he was seen by over 500 people at one time, many of these were living when Saint Paul wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Then he appeared also to the most brilliant Jew and enemy of Christianity, Saul of Tarsus and he was convinced of his resurrection and became the apostle of the risen christ and suffered martyrdom for his faith doctor boys in his foundation of faith says these things and i agree the resurrection of jesus is the seal is the proof of the existence of God. God is the only adequate cause for this effect of the resurrection of Christ, this unique miracle. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is also the seal and proof of the deity of Christ. He claimed to be equal with God several times. If he had not been raised, his claim would be proven false. But he was raised from the dead. Jesus Christ is therefore God. So the Father declared, Romans 1 4. Resurrection is also the seal and proof of our justification. Christ died for our sins and raised for our justification. God raised Jesus from the dead because he accepted son's sacrificial death, the sacrifice of atonement. Our sin problem is solved forever. Resurrection is God the Father's signature to the reality that the atonement was acceptable to holy, righteous God. Resurrection is proof of this. When Jesus died as my representative, I can now say I died with him. When Jesus rose, I can now say I rose with him. When he ascended, I ascended with him. When he was seated, I was seated with him. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, on the basis of this resurrection, no longer a single sin remains in me. I am as righteous as Jesus Christ himself. And so are all who have trusted in Jesus Christ. Also, the resurrection of Jesus is the seal of our sanctification. We are risen with Christ to live a new life by the power of Christ's resurrection. Also, Christ's resurrection is the seal and proof of our eternal life. Resurrection proves once and for all, death is not the end of life. It does not have the last word. Death has been defeated for those who are united to Christ by faith. Resurrection of Jesus is also the proof of eternal judgment. And the billions and billions of people who do not believe in Resurrection of Jesus Christ shall believe one day the resurrection of Jesus Christ when he shall judge them. So we are told in Acts 17 and verse 31 and Hebrews 9.27. All shall be judged by the risen Jesus. And this will be the final proof to unbelievers. Now the question is, how does the historical resurrection benefit those who believe in him? Jesus said, because I live, you will live also. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus said, I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. A dead Christ can never give a person eternal life. Praise be to God. God raised him from the dead. And he has given us eternal life. To everyone who believes in him. By this resurrection power. We are regenerated. We are raised spiritually. Ephesians 2, 4 & 5. By the resurrection power, we live a holy life. We are raised with him, Romans 6, 4, to live a new life. We are a new creation. We were bad tree, but now we are made good tree to bear good fruit. By this resurrection power, We will be glorified with a glorious body, like unto the body of Jesus Christ. The writer to the Hebrews in chapter 13, verse 20 and 21, directly refers to the resurrection of Jesus. Of course, he referred many times to his death. And he specifically calls attention to his death on the cross. Uh, Hebrews 12 and verse 2. Of course indirectly the author refers to the resurrection of Christ many times. Turn with me to chapter 1 and verse 3. And here we are told the sun is the radiance of God's Glory And the exact representation of his being Sustaining all things by his powerful word After he had provided purification for sins That refers to his life and death and burial And now after he had provided purification for sins He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven We are told that again in 8 1, ten, twelve, twelve. 10 12 12 verse 2 and so on he went through the heavens and arrived in the presence of God as high priest to intercede in behalf of us in other words the whole epistle the Hebrews rests on the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ now let us turn to Hebrews 13 verse 20 and 21 in terms of To learn how we can benefit by this resurrection life. It is not just a theoretical assertion. It is not just that God raised Jesus from the dead. Once upon a time in history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is applicable and beneficial to us right now. As you sit there and as you listen to me. To live our daily life. We need this power to live our daily life and to die in faith and be brought into the very presence of God. So look at that verse. May the God of peace. That's point number one, God of peace. We were enemies of God. We were at all war with God. But God devised a salvation plan to bring about peaceful relationship with us. Paul says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting men's sins against him. It is God's plan. It's God's initiative. God. God made Jesus Christ who had no sin to be sin in behalf of us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Brothers and sisters it's God's idea. God's power, God's plan. Hallelujah. God the Father is author of peace and the giver of peace. Through the cross this peace was secured for us. Ephesians 2. And verse 17, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. So we have peace within ourselves, and we live in peace with others. Hallelujah. Peace within, peace with others, but above all, peace with God. Enemies have been reconciled to God Enemies have been changed to sons and daughters of God. Nothing can shake us and trouble us. We have peace. God is not our judge. He is our heavenly father and we are his adopted sons in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, have you experienced this rest of peace through the risen Christ? Second, this God brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep. The father brought Jesus up from the dead. Death had no power to keep him in the grave. For Jesus Christ was sinless. The wages of sin is death. The soul that sinneth it shall die. But Christ did not sin. By his death he destroyed death. The resurrection of Christ is the Father's signature. That he totally accepted Christ's atoning sacrifice in our place. Christ's death was acceptable to our Holy Father. Now our sins can be forgiven once for all. Read Acts 2 and 24 and 27. It says that death cannot control him, keep him down. The reason is he was the Holy One. The writer here in Hebrews chapter 13 in verse 20 when he says who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus he may be thinking about this passage in Isaiah 63 verse 11 in the Septuagint that is the Greek Old Testament we read, where is the one who brought up out of the sea the shepherd of the sheep. So in Hebrews 13 verse 20 we read, God the father brought up the great shepherd of the sheep out of the dead. Parallel understanding. So of course Isaiah 63 is speaking about how God Brought the shepherd Moses along with the people out of the judgment of the sea. But here he is speaking about how God the Father brought the great shepherd of the sheep from death itself. Jesus was brought not out of the sea but out of death. He may also be thinking about Zechariah chapter 9 verse 11. We are told as for you because of the blood of my covenant. Notice the reason. Because of the blood of my covenant. I will free your prisoners out of the waterless pit. That is out of death and destruction and based on the blood of the covenant. So then God the Father brought Jesus Christ out of death, out of the waterless pit, out of the sea of judgment, out of destruction because of his bloody atonement. Was acceptable to him. He is brought out from the dead. And let me tell you in him all his sheep are brought out from the dead. He didn't just come up himself. He is our representative head. In him we are brought out of the waterless pit, out of the sea, out of the dead. And in him all his sheep are brought out. All his elect. Because he now lives, we live also forever. He gives us eternal life. Death has been vanquished for us. Then we are told on what basis? On the basis of the blood of the eternal covenant. That's the basis for the resurrection. God raised Jesus from the dead because of the blood He shed on the cross. Then He as our great high priest, offered Himself to God in our place for our eternal salvation. Let me tell you, the cause of resurrection, the basis of resurrection, the ground of resurrection, is the death of Jesus Christ. The blood that sealed, ratified, confirmed the new covenant, the better covenant, the eternal covenant, the unchangeable covenant, the covenant of grace, which saves and enriches his people. So the cause of resurrection is Christ's acceptable sacrifice. And this is given to us in chapter 2, verse 9 of the book of Hebrews. Listen to the language. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. Or Zechariah 9 and verse 11. As for you, because of the blood of my covenant, I will free your prisoners out of the waterless pits. Without Christ's blood shedding, no resurrection, no salvation, death, the final word, we all would live a hopeless life. Death, death, eternal death. Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow, or even today, we may die. Thank God death is not the last word. There has been a bloody atonement. The son of God died. God accepted his death as our death. So Holy Father raised Jesus from the dead. So death is conquered satan defeated hell emptied of those who are chosen of god to be saved victory blessed victory victory of jesus victory in jesus life life everlasting life joy joy everlasting joy hallelujah now look at forth the great shepherd of the sheep Father brought out from death the great shepherd of the sheep. Oh yes, greater than Moses, greater than David, greater than all the shepherds who came before, greater than all the under shepherds who pastor God's people. He is the shepherd and bishop of our souls. He is the creator and sustainer of the universe. He is the king of kings and he is the lord of lords. He is the mega high priest. He is the son of God. And he is the mega shepherd. Hallelujah. He is the good shepherd because he loved us and gave his life for us. He is the chief shepherd who appointed shepherds for all his flock. But all such shepherds must give an account to the chief shepherd the flock is his flock. He died for them and he lives for them. He purchased them by his blood. And as the great shepherd, good shepherd and chief shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ cares for his sheep. And let me tell you, sir, friends, not even one of his sheep shall be lost. All shall be regenerated, justified, adopted, sanctified, glorified and brought before God's presence to enjoy eternal communion with him. No wolf, no bear or devil can harm us when Jesus is our good shepherd, our great shepherd, our chief shepherd. Hallelujah, he rules, he cares for us, he feeds us, he leads us in the way of righteousness, he comforts us, we lack nothing, he loves us, he calls us by our name, we listen and follow him everywhere. The evil shepherds killed the sheep, the good shepherd laid down his life for us, because he is raised from the dead, brothers and sisters, we shall also be raised. On the last day by him. Turn with me to the book of John. Let me read to you. Book of John, chapter six. And let's read to you what he has promised our great shepherd. Verse 39. John 6, 39, 40, and also 44. Three times. And this is the will of him who sent me. It's the father's will that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. And verse 44, my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. And verse 44, no one uh, can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. Who is this great shepherd? He is our Lord Jesus. He is our sovereign and he is our savior. Our Lord Jesus means sovereign and savior. Do you confess him as your Lord and savior? As we read in Romans 10, 9, which I quoted, as St. Thomas confessed, my Lord and my God. And you say, I don't want to. You will be forced to. One day you read Philippians 2, 9 through 11, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God, the Father, sir. Billions and billions and billions who rejected him shall be forced to confess and forced to bow their knees before this great judge of the universe. The shepherd is also our high priest, always interceding for us. He is always helping us. Hebrews 2.18 and chapter 4 verse 15 and so on. He is helping. He will help you. Are you tempted, sir? Do you have trouble? Look to him. He's ready to help you, sir. He will come to your aid immediately, sir, to give you mercy and grace. Number five, he's praying, may this God equip us. That means God our Father equips us with everything good for us to live a holy life. You have no excuse to come and tell me that I sinned again. Because God didn't give me, equip me. He didn't make me able to do it. No sir. The prayer is prayed. And God the Father's responsibility is to equip us. He makes us fit to do God's will. He capacitates us. He repairs all our weaknesses. And he sets right every, every broken bones. He gives us the health and fitness to do the will of God. He restores us to a state of functional perfection. He gives us a good heart, a good mind, a good will, and a good affections. He puts his Holy Spirit within us. He enlightens our minds. He causes us to will the will of God. He makes us new creation. God's workmanship to do the will of God with delight. He sanctifies us. He does everything necessary to fit you to do the will of God. Number six. The purpose is to the doing of his will. In other words in sanctification we have responsibility too. We have some responsibility. You cannot say I'm married and you go to your house and she goes to her house. There has to be a life together responsibly. We are told in chapter 13 and verse 21 equip you with everything good for the purpose of doing his will we shall do the will of God because the father equips us makes us able those who are truly saved shall seek the will of God and do them and you go home and read Hebrews 10 7 9 and 10 and John 8 verse 29. And Hebrews 9, verse 14, it tells you something. Jesus Christ, when he became incarnate, he said, in the volume of the book, it is written of me that I have come to do the will of God. He searched out the book to find the will of the Father, and he did it, sir. And he always did the will of God. John 8:29. You want to know what the will of God is? And if you are ignorant, refuse to read the book to discover the will of God, you have nothing to do with salvation. You spend more time on internet and everything else, but how much time we spend in the book to discover the will of God to do them. And he has given us a book uh, in our own language. And we have many Bibles sitting in our homes. What is the will of God? It is revealed in the scriptures. God's people eagerly read God's word to discover God's will. Where Jesus himself discovered God's will. What is God's will, sir? To love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love our neighbor, as ourselves. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Father equips us, enables us, and we do God's will because we are made able to do so. Number seven, God himself working in us his good pleasure. Not only he equips us, he also works in us. What is the good pleasure of God? God equips us. God works in us his good pleasure. God saves us. God equips us. God also is working in us. Isn't that wonderful? Before you work, before you think his thoughts, before you speak his word, before you do his will, he equips you and then he works in you. The good pleasure of God, that it becomes your nature to do so. This is the nature of the new covenant. God works in us, what gives him pleasure and what gives us pleasure. Let me tell you, what gives him pleasure is that which gives us pleasure. When we do the will of God, we are happy to the nth degree. And when we do our thing, we are miserable to the nth degree. God works in us. We work out the will of God. There is God's action and there is our action and that is what sanctification is all about. We are not raised from the dead to do our own thing. We are servants of God. Let's turn quickly to a couple of verses uh, if I can read 2nd Corinthians 5 and verse 14. And it says here, for Christ's love, Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all. He died for all for this purpose, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and for them and was raised again. This is what it is all about. He who steals, let him steal no longer. But let him work with his hands that he may have something to give. Hallelujah. That's the type of radical, fundamental change God expects from us because he equips us and he works in us. Hebrews 9 and verse 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ? Who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good work. Simply I can translate, we are God's work, work product to do his work. And uh, turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, uh, look to see the connection between resurrection and our present life, Philippians chapter 3 verse 9 to 11, verse 9 speaks about justification, verse 10 speaks about sanctification, verse 11 speaks about glorification. And be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. We need his power to live a life of suffering and without the resurrection power, we simply cannot deal with our problems that we as Christians daily face. Or Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do everything through Jesus Christ who strengtheneth me. Or first John chapter 3 and verse 22 and it says here, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask. Because we obey his commands and do what pleases him and so on. Romans 6, 4, we are raised with him to live a new life. God works in us and we work out. We do so by His resurrection power. We do not live a Christian life by our willpower or by our positive thinking. We live beyond positive thinking. We live by an alien power, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that comes to us through faith. We live a Christian life by the resurrection power of Jesus, by an alien power, by the power of the Holy Ghost, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Turn with me to Colossians 1 and verse 29. And take a look at sir. And it says to this end I labor. That's work hard. Struggling with what? All his energy. That's the resurrection power. All his energy which so powerfully works in me. If you are a Christian. He equips you. He works in you and you are able to work out the good pleasure of God and uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 again now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power according to his power that is at work within us not only within the apostle but it works within every person who trusts in Jesus Christ alone for his salvation. We are not to draw upon our education, our skill, or our other skills. We are to draw upon nothing less than the power with which God raised him from the dead. The incomparably great power. to the word, who believe? Pentecostal power, sir. Yeah. Hallelujah. And finally, it is through Jesus Christ. Notice, we are who we are. And we do what we do through the merits of Jesus Christ, our covenant head. By grace are we saved. And by grace we live forevermore. That grace that flows from Christ. Hallelujah, and and finally the doxology, to him be glory forever and ever, Amen. This whole salvation is due to Father's eternal plan, so we live for his glory, we live for his exclusive glory, and we live for his endless glory. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 6 notice to the praise of His glorious grace to the praise of His glorious grace and turn with me to chapter 1 verse 12 it says in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of His glory and then verse 14 who is A deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Exclusive glory, endless glory. All other religions are false, all other gods are false. There is exclusive glory to God who revealed in the Holy Scriptures one God in three persons, creator of the universe, sustainer of the universe and the redeemer of his people and the father of our lord jesus christ to him alone be glory and forever glory sir yes we praise you our holy father for accepting your Son's sacrifice in our place and raising him from the dead so our sins are forgiven we are justified sanctified and glorified you are a god of peace hallelujah You, in mercy, reconciled us. You were enemies to yourself. You made us sons and daughters forever in Jesus Christ, the only Son. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Let's say, Amen. 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 Do you believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ in history? Do you believe that the father raised him from the dead because of his perfect atonement? Do you believe you are sinners in need of his atonement? Do you believe he is your Lord and Savior? If so, brothers and sisters, rejoice forevermore and live for his glory. He equips you. Hallelujah. He works in you. And you'll be able to work out his will for his glory and for your eternal comfort and delight and happiness. There is no other way to find happiness. And nothing to fear, sir. Not even death. Let me read to you what uh, Moody said when he was dying. Moody was saying this. It was in 1899, the great evangelist White L. Moody died, but his death was triumphant, both for himself and for his family. Moody had been declining for some time and the family had taken turns being with him. That's what people are going to do with me. On the morning of his death, his son, who was standing by the bedside, heard him shout. Earth is receding, heaven is opening, God is calling. And you are dreaming, father, said the son. Modi answered, no will, this is no dream. I have been within the gates. I have seen the children's faces. For a while it seemed as if Moody were reviving, but he began to slip away again. He said, is this death? This is not bad. This is no valley. There is no valley. This is bliss. This is glorious. By this time his daughter was present and she began to pray for his recovery. He said, no, no, Emma, don't pray for that. God is calling. This is my coronation day. I have been looking forward to it shortly after that Modi was received into heaven. At the funeral, the family and friends joined in a joyful service. They spoke, they sang hymns, they heard the words proclaimed, Oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, our death is not defeat, it's victory, sir. And, but if you haven't confessed this Jesus as your King and Savior, I want you to know this. The writer to the Hebrews tells us he is a consuming fire. 1229. There will be severe punishment for those who despise the blood of Jesus Christ. Psalm 5 verse 5 says, you hate all who do wrong. Psalm 7 verse 11 says, you are angry at sinners every day. Revelation 19, 15 and following says, he shall rule them with an iron rod. Brothers and sisters, he is the great shepherd of the sheep, not of goats and wolves. I counsel you, be his sheep. Be his sheep today. Because the Bible says. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. Be his sheep by trusting in his atonement. And resurrection. And I guarantee you. He will raise you up. On the last day. Because it is the will of the father. That Christ may raise up everyone. Who trusted in his son. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to appreciate the God of peace. The wrath of God is being revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. But thanks be to God, there is also the righteousness of God by faith is revealed in Jesus Christ and salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Lord, thank you for regenerating us and equipping us and working in us. Your good pleasure for your glory and for our eternal happiness. Lord, it is true that there are people here who are hearing my voice who are outside of your salvation, who have backslid and lived a life of sin. Lord have mercy upon them. May they return to the shepherd and bishop of their souls, even Jesus Christ, and enjoy the comfort of God. May they experience the embrace of a heavenly Father as he embraced the prodigal. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio with the continuing Bible series on the book of Hebrews. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.